Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Young Voice Podcast. Uh, My inspiration for the Young Voice Podcast comes from my favorite political podcast. Uh, It's No Lie by Brian Tyler Cohen. Uh, Brian's podcast, uh, which I started listening to a little over a year ago, covers the most important uh, and breaking political stories of the current week. And really has a way of making you feel like you're right in the in the heart of the action if you're in into politics like that. Um, but even if you aren't, um, you should still head over and check his show out. Uh, it doesn't have that typical loss of interest persona um, like the vast majority of political podcasts, um, at least the ones I've tried to engage in. Um, that being said, that's is exactly the plan for. Uh, the Young Voice is to cover the most interesting and popular political stories of the current week. Um, I'll also be speaking about the actions uh, and non-actions of sitting members in the House and Senate. Um, and that's on both sides of the aisle. Um, I'm not going to be biased towards Republicans. I'm not going to be biased towards Democrats. Um like one more than the other I'm going to be biased towards both I'm going to speak against both but it's going to be things that need to be said and they're going to be facts Um, so let's jump right into the the premiere episode here of the Young Voice podcast Uh, it is hosted by progressive commentator Jordan Tyler Young and be on the lookout Uh, I will be dropping a new episode every Sunday uh, through episode and season one now uh, my main goal of this show is to bring the most talked about and important government issues um, to light in a way in a sense as to how the world actually works Um, so you can thank yourself and and really come to your own conclusions Uh, instead of having certain pieces of news um, that these millionaires and billionaires uh, pay these hosts um, millions of dollars to go on TV and and try to push certain biased narratives to their viewers, which is really, really toxic. And that's why journalism is treated the way it is today and why it's probably one of the harder jobs in America today because everybody's made to not trust journalism. And that has always been one of the the best things about America is, is free and open press. And um, Donald Trump really, really took a toll on that. Now, for my premiere episode, I'm choosing to cover two uh, important topics that uh, at least I think so. And and they're popular to the voters, um, too. Uh, Breaking political stories here. Uh, These are from the previous week, uh, since how it is Sunday. Uh, We're starting a new week today. Yeah, I know. um, I'm one of those weirdos, so I've been told that start my weeks on Sunday as intended. Uh, First off, uh, I want to speak on the absolutely horrific stunt uh, that the Republicans pulled on the Senate floor, um, basically when it boils down to it, over abortion rights and not getting their way. Uh, Senator Pat Toomey and his Republican colleagues, uh, back at their old antics, blocked a passing of a bill, the honoring our promise to address comprehensive Toxics Act. Um, It aims to expand health care access to veterans, 
exposed the burn pits. Um, the bill was approved in the Senate. That's the crazy part. The bill was approved in the Senate in June uh, by a, a major vote of 84 to 14. Uh, it went back to the Senate again uh, for a procedural vote last week. Um, you know what, what that means. You know how the Senate and all that works. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, and was expected to pass um, with its previous broad bipartisanship support. However, uh, which to me wasn't shocking, but in a sense it is shocking uh, just because of the count of the vote uh, just just last June. Uh, Republicans blocked the legislation. Uh, Toomey said he wanted to amend the bill uh, to make technical changes in terms of the accounting of VA funds. Um, that vote drew criticism from Democrats and veteran groups, as it should. Um, a lot of them veterans are, are conservatives and Republicans, and their families are conservatives and Republicans. And, and I mean, look how hard they had to fight you know the 9-11 responders had to fight congress to to get you know the the health care that they needed um i mean when and honestly this is a democrat democratic and a republican um issue right here um they pretty much will throw money and and come up with money out of the air um for war and and to go towards war um, but they don't want to be held accountable and and continue on with their duties of taking care of these veterans when they come back home because sometimes um they come back really messed up and and that's just it's just not right um now that vote also drew criticism uh, from comedian john stewart uh, i'm sure you guys seen his fiery speech uh, going off on them and and how he took ted cruz down which isn't a isn't a hard task, honestly, and um, I don't know if you guys got to see it or not, but as I was speaking on the 9-11 healthcare topic, uh, he gave a a fiery speech on that too as well to Congress. Um, Really cool guy. Uh, Honestly, he he just cares about the American people. He cares about, you know, what's right, and he he sees every day just as we do. Um, The people that we're voting and putting in into these offices are to serve us. They're to serve the people. I mean, their their $174,000 a year salary comes from tax-paying dollars, and they're not doing that. Now, um, of course, uh, Kumi went uh, on to CNN's State of the Union here. Uh, he told Jake Taper that he's working to amend the bill in a way that would in no way changed by one penny any spending on any veterans programs. Uh, he continued on by stating, what I'm trying to do is change government accounting me- methodology that is designed to allow our Democratic colleagues to go on an unrelated $400 billion spending spree that has nothing to do with veterans and won't be in the veterans space. Okay, um... Did he not catch that back in June when it was voted very heavily for, 84 to 14? Um, Also, where was his concern on reckless spending when he voted yes on the trillions of dollars for tax breaks for the richest 
one percent in America. Um, he promised that that would pay pay for itself. It hasn't. Um, what it led to is stock buy buy buybacks, and a record number of stock buybacks. And what it did is it made the stock market look, you know, it was doing really well. And that's what he bragged on the whole four years that he was in office. The stock market, the stock market, the stock market. But I'm sure uh, a a very good percentage of people listening to this podcast right now, as well as myself, about 90-something percent to be exact, um, don't have nothing to do with the stock market. They don't have no money in the stock market. Uh, especially today when the, the housing crisis is like it is. Um, houses being sold for three, four times what they were just a year ago. Um, people having to work one, two, three jobs just to just to make ends meet. Uh, I read something earlier that said the the average salary for a teacher yearly in America, the average is $63,000, and the average cost of living in America right now is $68,000. There's an issue when these senators and and House members, they're making all this money, taxpayer money, and they can't even do things for the American people who put them in that position. Um... They all they worry about is keeping their donors happy. Um, that's why all these school shootings and stuff. I mean, it's simple stuff that Congress could do, and they're not doing it because the NRA has deep pockets, and they're making some of those senators have deep pockets. Um, and that's where the term blood money comes from, uh, as I'm sure you guys are aware of. Now, <clears throat> my change. Honest people acknowledge, he said, uh, it will have no effect on the amount of money or the circumstances under which the money for veterans is being spent. What I want to do is treat it for, for government accounting purposes. That way we've always, the way we've always treated it for government accounting purposes. Um, honestly, just repeating itself, you know how Republicans do, um, just trying to talk talk their way out of recklessly voting against a bill that could really help veterans out. I mean, so what if a few extra dollars are spent recklessly? Like, that's every single bill that goes through Congress. Why, you know, this one is for the veterans. It's going to help veterans at the end of the day regardless. Uh, He added that if his amendment passes, and that's if his amendment passes, that he will vote for the bill. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see until it comes back to Congress to be have a vote took, but, um, you know, burn pits, they, they have been used by the U.S. military, uh, to dispose waste at material, at military sites, uh, outside the United States. Um, however, the smoke from the, those disposal sites, um, has been seen to cause long-term respiratory illness, um, to the exposed soldiers. Um, and speaking on ABC, ABC's This Week, um, comedian John Stewart again, he expressed cynicism about the Republicans' response, saying uh, it was purely a power move, and, and he's 100% correct. Uh, we've been through this with the 9-11 responders, as I was mentioning. 
um, what Toomey's amendment wants to do uh, is make sure that our sick and dying veterans have the pleasure that our 9-11 first responders at Ground Zero had of having to come back to Washington hat in hand, riddled with cancer, and march through the halls of the hill begging for money every year. And he's exactly right. That is exactly what they want. Uh, and just another dirty move out of the Republicans' playbook, um, which they bring out anytime they don't get their way, honestly, or if they disagree on something. Um, you know, it's just like Manchin. Uh, he's a Democrat, but sometimes he should be a Republican <laughs> in my eyes. Uh, for a party who stands so strongly on the, you know, we're for the troop stance, um, they made it look pretty damn easy uh, to, t to tell sick veterans, you know, uh, up yours, buddy. Um, let my amendment get passed and, and, and then we'll help you out. Uh, that's just insane. And uh, the bill will get passed when we say it will get passed is pretty much how they're acting. Um, and that's, you know, how they always are. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, you guys can take that any way you want to make whatever conclusion you'd like um, you know that's honestly what this podcast is intended for but me personally I honestly think that it was just flat out being petty and unnecessary um, and like I said the Democrats do that too so it's, it's just uh, it's politics that's why a lot of people don't care for it uh, so now I'm going to get into the second piece um, of interesting news coming out of Washington this past week. Um, House Democrats, <laughs> speaking of Joe Manchin, they met Joe Manchin's surprise deal uh, with a bigger twist, uh, which was unity behind it. You know, a lot of the, the Democrats were are tired of Joe Manchin and, and, and him and folks like him and Kristen Sinema, uh, you know, pretty much just blocking everything, you know, all, all of Biden's agenda and you know, like the, they like to think that it, it's what cost us the primaries uh, this last fall, which, I mean, it probably had a big thing to do with it. Um, the, the really kumbaya moment in the making uh, is a welcome reversal for the, the downtrodden Democratic caucus uh, that until four days ago uh, was preparing for a summer recess with a fairly m meager slate of accomplishments to tout. Um, they encountered letdown after letdown on abortion, climate and high-profile changes, um, guns, and policing package. Then, uh, Manchin's unexpected agreement on a party line, climate, climate tax and health care bill, single-handedly sparked a dramatic realignment of the caucus attitude, simply because a win is a win, and it's better than stalling. It's better than nothing. And the majority of Democrats think, you know, that's a win, period. Um, with Representative Jamal Bowman, uh, the Democrat out of New York, who recently has been um, a frequent Manchin critic, uh, who this time called the West Virginia Senator's dealings a pleasant surprise uh, and added it's good to go into recess with a lot of momentum that people can go back to their ditch districts and run on, which is ab absolutely true, absolutely true. Um, I mean, what's it say about Democrats when 
you know, we had the House, we had the Senate, and we we still couldn't get stuff done because of our own party going against each other. I mean, it it's crazy. At least the Republicans block stuff that makes Democrats look good, which still is not right, but you guys get my drift. Um, although Manchin isn't exactly the savior they anticipated, um, many House Democrats across the spectrum uh, have launched public grenades at him for nearly a year now um, as he blocks some of the party's biggest priorities, as I was just speaking on, um, from voting rights uh, to expanding abortion access to multiple earlier versions of their sweeping domestic policy bill. Um, some preemptively uh, blamed him for losing the majority this fall. Uh, as I was saying, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear. Uh, but after months of feeling like Charlie Brown, <laughs> hoping Ma- Manchin's Lucy won't yank the football away, uh, Speaker Pelosi and her caucus are now eager uh, to take whatever Manchin and the rest of the Senate de- Democrats uh, can get through their 50-50 to 50 majority. And that's where, um, you know, they can pass it with just Democratic support. They don't need, you know, the Republican support. Uh, and if Democrats manage to pass the bill... Uh, it will give them a chance uh, to trumpet action on several long, long-running campaign promises on taxes, uh, climate, and drug pricing um, in the months before a potentially brutal November election. Um, and also, uh, I do want to say the Roe versus Wade thing, um, the stunt they just pulled over the veterans' uh, health care, those are going to be a brutal surprise for Republicans in November, I feel like anyway. Um, There's a lot of suburban moms, a lot of, especially down in places like Texas, um, they're mad. They're putting out ads against these conservative governors who just think that they can control women's bodies, but then in the same Senate's turn around and say that the Democrats want to control by, you know, making stronger gun laws, things that are going to help America. Um, It's just insane. Uh, It's a step forward. Uh, It would be a significant victory, and it's certainly the president's agenda, um, and that, and many of the Democratic caucus as well. Um, Even House Democrats, had previously threatened to draw a hard line unless the package included relief for state and local taxes, um, known as SAW, are quickly signaling that they will fall in line. Um, You know, before they said that they, you know, I ain't agreeing on nothing unless, you know, this, this, and this. Uh, But, uh, like I said, a win is a win, especially before November, you know, these these elections coming up. Um, They needed to see the SAW. Uh, like, which is in reference to you know coming together, and and accepting a, a win, in any any stance, um, in any bill that re, that reopened the 2017 tax bill, they really needed to to see salt in. Um, that had other tax impacts on our middle class constituents, middle class, the people who run America, pretty much. Um, not run, should I say? That's a bad. That's a bad word, but. Um, but the middle class man uh, that it's just it's hard on the middle class right now put it that way 
uh, I know it's harder on people, you know, the homeless and, and, and people without jobs. Uh, it's just two different situations and two different types of things. Um, I guess you just have to have your sensitivity to each one and, and honestly be educated enough to be able to tell the difference. Um, but this doesn't do that. Um, this is a bill on a completely different set of issues. Um, Representative Tom Malinowski, a Democrat from New Jersey, said none of us said we were not going to vote for any bill coming out of the Senate uh, unless it deals with salt. Now, the, the boost to the House Democrats' uh, collective self-esteem comes at a, a sorely needed time, as I was saying. Um, sharp disagreements within the caucus uh, had just forced Pelosi uh, to punt a policing package that included the Democrats' um, Marquet bill to ban a semi-automatic weapons. Um, even bipartisan legislation to address burn pit victims is mired in a procedural snafu over in the Senate, like for no reason, for no exact, for no good reason. Um, unlike previous episodes uh, of the extended mansion drama, very few Democrats are digging in against their own this time around. Like I was saying, they're taking the win as a win. Yes, some of their stuff didn't get in. But guess what? It makes the Democratic agenda look good. It helps the Democratic agenda. It helps America. Move on. Work to get yours in next time. Um, and the and party leaders, um, they're urging their members to embrace the deal, um, despite it being a downsized version of what their party once dreamed of. Um, the moment we have a chance to, to do re reconciliation, uh, we have to take it. Pelosi told her, the members uh, in a closed-door meeting Thursday morning. Uh, according to two people in the room, uh, we are very pleased with that. Afterwards, uh, Pelosi predicted to reporters uh, that she would have the votes to pass the party-line deal on her side of the Capitol, which she usually does. I can give her that credit. Um, she, she has the House Democrats pretty much in line. Um, even Senate Majority Le Leader Chuck Schumer uh, has privately made overtures to House members. Uh, the New York Democrat received a, a mostly rosy reception when he joined a call with progressives on Thursday, um, where he outlined the deal and, and thanked them for helping force the House to vote on the, the initial package. Because, uh, like I said, they're progressives. They they want more for the American people. Um, and, and they weren't going to, you know, take a, a battered down version of of what you know needs to be done for america but they did it for the party and they did it for november and and that's what really matters um the burst of good news from the senate may have unexpectedly helped another top biden item this week um, a bill to boost semiconductor manufacturing few democrats um, would publicly Acknowledge that Manchin's deal helped them uh, sway liberal votes for a microchips bill um, the left had initially scorned as a corporate giveaway. Um, elation over the surprise Manchin-Schumer agreement um, wasn't the only factor, uh, given the White House's backdoor outreach um, to, prog to progressives in recent days. Uh, but in the end, uh, zero Democrats opposed it, um, a turn that several aides privately speculated 
uh, was in part due to the ability to stick stick it to a ranked Mitch McConnell after the Senate Minority Leader vowed to sink the manufacturing bill if Democrats pursued their health care, energy, and tax bill. Now that is a tortoise. That is why he is called the Grim Reaper. That is why he needs to get his ass out of Congress. Kentucky, if you guys vote for him again, I mean, there's just no hope. And I feel like at this point, there isn't. I mean, have you seen how Kentucky ranks in education? Um, how they rank in health care? And, and yet, they keep voting for this this idiot? Um, it's crazy. But Manchin announced uh, his deal with Schumer hours, <laughs> hours after the semiconductor bill passed the Senate. Uh which, you know, I'll give it to Manchin. That 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 was a swift move right there. And boy, did it piss McConnell off. Uh, and, you know, nothing's better than pissing him off. Uh, it's been more than eight months since the House passed their version of Biden's sweeping domestic policy vision. Um, that one trillion plus bill, which drew comparisons to Great Depression era social programs, um, no longer exists. Uh, instead... As the nation's inflation anxiety mounts, Manchin is handing House Democrats a bill that's been re-engineered to reduce the deficit while also reflecting their earlier goals of tax reform and climate. So that's good. It's good. I mean, um, at, at the end of the day, uh, Joe Manchin, he's a coal man. Uh, the coals is where the money is for him. He's, he's, it's West Virginia, you know. It's, it's all about coal. Uh, so let's hope. The DMs, uh, let's hope they can keep working together here um, to move forward, even if, if it ain't in 100% agreement. Uh, like I said, getting bills voted on and passed into law uh, to better America in any way uh, is better than stonewalling and, and, and going against each other uh, and letting the, and, and while they're doing this, all they're doing is letting the GOP, um, MTG, Matt Gates. Jim Jordan, Lauren Boebert, uh, it's letting all them, all them, all they're doing is coming up with conspiracy after conspiracy. Uh, I mean, we all know they don't have any legislation to put forward. Any. They never do. All they have is the gullible and ignorance of their cult-like supporters uh, and the act of trying to spread disinformation and fear among American people uh, instead of peace and legislation that helps all Americans um, in a time when it's needed most, and, and not just the, the wealthy and the super rich. And that's how Republicans are. Uh, they don't have no kind of platform to run on. They don't have no kind of legislation to run on. So they run on fear. Um, immigrants are coming into the country at massive rates. Um, critical race theory. They're going to make your little your little kid feel bad because he's white and they're teaching him about slavery. Well, that's history. And it needs to be taught, just like, you know, things like the Holocaust, things like that. They need to be taught. Um, if you feel bad for that, then, I mean, that just tells you what, where America was at in one point in time. Um, but it, either way, um, don't know about it one day. And the more books you ban, the more you tell a kid not to, I promise you, is the more they're going to do it. And, well, folks, that about wraps up my first episode uh, of the young voice thank you guys for watching um 
I ask if you enjoy the content, please like and share. Um, also, feel free to drop some comments below, uh, whether it's in agreement or, or not. That's what the, the Young Voice podcast is for, um, to spread facts and, and have civil, civil debates here and there. Um, again, if you guys would, please smash the like button and click on that subscribe button. I'd appreciate the love. Uh, maybe give your boy a shout out on uh, on my podcast here on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, any social media. Uh, I appreciate y'all, uh, and we'll see you guys next Sunday uh, with episode two and more breaking news coming from the ones chosen to serve us, the constituents. <laughs> see you guys next time. It's been real. <laughs>